and I walked back into this room. They had like a like a printer in the corner of the room, mm-hmm. and the printer came on. It like illuminated the area in front of it, and then I saw like a young girl in a like nightgown just kind of floating, and I was like, "That's not real. That's not real. That's not real." <laughs> Between the present and the past, memories held in the walls and earth, energies and entities that cross the barrier into our dreams and our consciousness. That which has been left behind between the living and the dead. I'm Emily. And I'm Joy. And this is Is The the Residuals. Residuals. Since you were heavily pregnant, some woman got out of her car and cussed you out about parking. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> that was no big deal. I don't want to bring back any traumatizing I mean, memories. Late, jerk. Um, that was a crazy fucking day. That was a lot. I got oh I got attacked. Gosh. I was like nine and a half months pregnant, and this woman was she got mad at me because I was moving too slowly getting out of a parking spot. Which, hello, you had a child that was, like, overdue baking in your body. Yeah, I don't care. It's a parking spot. It's mine until I leave it. It's not yours because I got in the car. Wait or go somewhere else. Although I will say occasionally if someone gets in their car and it's a full lot and they're sitting in there for about 10 minutes just fucking about on their phone. I I do that. I will give them the courtesy. (laughs) Yeah. And then wait. For sure. But then if they don't acknowledge me, I mumble explicatives at them under my breath and drive away. That's yeah, fair. like That's before fair. we had masks on all the time when I would right. like go out and try and get my child and myself situated and stuff. If somebody was waiting, I'd be like, it's going to be like five minutes. Like, yeah. just yeah. so you know, the like I would give them the warning. Yeah. Mouth like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a while. Yeah, yeah, I would normally. I have point. a child. Yeah, you point <laughs> yeah. to the baby on board sticker. You point to the stroller. You're trying to hoik into the back seat. It's yep. just, it is what it. I don't is. know how to yeah. pantomime arthritis yet. So <laughs> when you guys figure that out, let me know because that slows me down too. Um, so go ahead, Emily. Do your thing. Do my thing. Talking do about my post Malone Crocs that I've only worn maybe six times because they're sacred. This is the pair you have the altar for? They're I'll have to crystals. get in touch with Post Malone and They're see if my he can help you out. I put them out in a full moon every time because I have to energize them. I bathe them in moon water and then I charge them a little bit of amethyst in them when I'm not wearing them. It's fine. It's amazing how well you've acclimated to Los Angeles. Isn't it great? <laughs> Listen, I grew up in a tiny village in the middle of nowhere that we would get snowed in. And, and when I say snowed in, I mean 12 foot snow drifts that you could not get oh my into God. the village. And I've gone from no. that riding baby cows um, and doing donkey races. I used to race donkeys. I'm going to tell you something. Donkeys do not like to be raced. Donkeys yeah, aren't really that fun that. of ridden. We only had wild turkeys. That's all we had in our town. That's fantastic, they were, though. They were aggressive. Yeah. Where did you grow up? Him. 
I'm from Parsippany, New Jersey. Oh, well, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I have no idea what that is, but it sounds fancy. We had turkeys too. I grew up in Connecticut. So, you know, tri-state wild turkeys. I I understand how this phenomenon works. They would corner people. They would chase the mailman, but they wouldn't just like, like they were, (laughs) they were so organized. They would wait. It's like they knew what time everybody was coming and they would wait and then I was like, ah! and just run <laughs> in a pack and try to like just peck people. <laughs> it's like you can really imagine that evolutionary line from like velociraptor <laughs> to turkey now when you yeah. watch them in action. <laughs> my sister and my brother said that they were driving through like a back road in Connecticut somewhere and they came over like some area and there were turkeys in the middle of the road and instead of moving they circled the car (gasps) and basically held them hostage until they decided it was okay they were like yes they're like honking the horn like the turkeys were just like giving the middle feathers like f off we're not going anywhere i mean do you blame them do you blame they don't them? have anything to do. It's twice boring a year. over there. We know what twice you do. Twice a year, we, we cull the turkeys. Yeah. They're angry. This is why I'm vegetarian. Oh, should we introduce our podcast? We should probably. I mean, at some point. Probably start. Okay. Sure. I'm Emily. I'm Joy. This is. The, the Residuals. Residuals. Today, uh, we are talking to our friend Alana. Do you want to give us a little background about yourself? Uh, sure. Yeah, I am. A, I was. Um, <laughs> I'm a human. <laughs> like, what am I saying? I was born in New York, <laughs> raised in New Jersey, and I've been in LA for long enough to be like I'm from LA now. Um, and I am a writer mostly, and director, actor sometimes, mm-hmm. and. I uh, I'm a seeker. I've always been a, very much a seeker, and come from a long line of like tarot card readers and wow. healers. And uh, there's a very famous Moroccan rabbi named Chaim Pinto, who, when I was living in Israel, people had pictures of him on their wall, and um. I I was told that the um, Pinto Center on Robertson, which is like a Kabbalah, he he's like he I know so little about him it's embarrassing, but apparently he like reinstated the Kabbalah in Morocco, like Ooh. kind of got oh. it going again, wow. made it popular, so people are into him. But the 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 Pinto Center, which I think has changed its name since, but when I moved to LA, that's what it was, and it was named for him. So I have this like thread of of mystic stuff in me, you know. Oh my god, that's so interesting. I love like I I don't have any of that. So when I like I have my moments of like premonitions and things, I'm just like I I have no guidance. I don't know what to do with this. I'm just like I feel like I know something what do I do so it must be really interesting that like let me say we usually um explain that we do this podcast to like shed light on things and to make it not as weird and to you know let people know that there are other people like us out there 
that have seen things or experienced things, whether we want to say exactly what it is or not, there are just strange paranormal things that have happened to us. So your background just sounds like it might be a little more accepting and ready to uh, believe in paranormal stuff than maybe your other run-of-the-mill <laughs> families out there. I don't know. Well, sort of, except that my parents split up when I was a baby and my dad is like insane. <laughs> <laughs> So it made it actually really difficult because I was like, like tarot and stuff like that. Like, because he he does that and did it for a long time and was like a visionary healer and wrote a book on visionary, quantum visionary healing. And like, but he's also a con artist. Like, I think there's a, there's a thin line between like it working and being real and also exploiting it. Mm -hmm. Like, like there was a time where I was kind of working on cultivating that stuff. And I was like, I would never do this for money because I feel like it's so easy to bullshit too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I don't know. So it's, it's a, a weird balance, but it did. I like, didn't find out about some of that until later. And I don't know. It's, it's, but I have memories of being a little kid and having like a relationship with my grandmother, my grandfather who I'd never met. Wait. Oh, you mean really? like he was he was not he was no longer living? Yeah, he died oh. the year I was born. Oh shit. So, wait, and, when, yeah. When you say relationship, what do you mean? I mean like I would talk to him, like I full on It's weird because when I remember it it's like you can't really picture it. But I fully like felt his presence I was named for him and he died the year I was born. And I, as like a little kid, would talk to him and felt like he was around me. Yeah. So didn't Emily, didn't you do similar things with a grandparent? I did with my grandmother. Right? She passed away shortly after my parents were married. And I would sit in the front room of my grandpa's house and have conversations with her um which i don't know if i've told you guys this i found i didn't find out until a few years ago she that she was a catholic nun who ran away from the convent that's how she met my grandfather was because um, back home um back home we have um grocery stores that are called the green green grocers green grocers are just purely you go there for your veg and fruit it's like a standalone store right and the local uh the local family that ran the green grocers took her in and helped her hide uh from the sisters at the convent and they knew my grandpa and that's how she met him and they got married i didn't know that but yeah I, i have a picture of her in her habit um now um it's insane and she kind of looks like me so yeah i didn't know that until recently it's always fun when you discover family secrets uh-huh. uh, but she's a badass as far as i'm that's concerned a good one. yeah that's awesome i desperately wanted to be a nun when i was like seven or eight years old did you want to be a nun or did you want to have visions like this nun i wanted to have visions of her <laughs> 
have conversations yeah. with her. And I did too. I played with him. I mean, that's yeah. what I remember is like playing games with him outside. And like, he was never alive in my life. And I remember yeah. being, oh I goodness. mean, probably like three, four, like playing for hours, <laughs> like just by myself with him. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah. you never, you never saw him or you just, you were just too young to really. Yeah, I think it's a weird, okay. So I can relate this to like one of the bigger um, stories that have happened in my life. Um, let's see, this was a few years ago. I was like deep in my meditation practice like every single morning I just like I just had it on lock I would wake up and I was like at least 30 minutes sitting every morning I would try to sit at night before I went to bed sometimes I would meditate for like an hour and a half I mean I was just shit yeah wait did you have kids yet I did I would wake up at like 5 30 in the morning I'd one only one I know I just like I needed it in that time but it got me I had so many weird little things happen once I was really in touch and like spending that focused time and one of the crazier things that happened was um I was asleep it was like three in the morning and I woke up and my friend's father had died like maybe three months before and I woke up and he like came, it's hard. Cause it's like, that's why I said, even when I was a kid, like, it's not like you see the person mm-hmm. really. It's more like you feel their energy. You know, it's them. Mm-hmm. You kind of hear them, but you kind of are like interpreting what they're saying. It's, it's, it was a weird relationship. Um, but so he, so my friend's father came to me in the middle of the night. And he said something like, tell um, Eileen, his daughter, um, to tell Goldie, their daughter, um, not to be afraid of me. Something like oh. that. And oh, God. I, wrote, I texted it to myself because I was like, okay, you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure. I'll be my um, own secretary. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, I, I woke that. up in the morning and I had this text. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to tell her that. That's fucking ridiculous. So like a couple days later, I was meditating. And this is the only time this has ever happened where I had a full on visit, like from him. He was in my living room. Like, oh but my God. Also not there. Like it, but so I'm, I'm like, just like sitting meditating and then he's there and we're having this back and forth and he's like why didn't you deliver my message and I was like because this is crazy you're dead like I this feels too weird so (laughs) he's like but you have to tell her and all this stuff and then like it was years ago now so I forget some of the details but like we had this interaction it wasn't exactly like he was telling me exactly what was happening but I was like asking questions I was like are you okay and then he was like dancing he like sat down and smoked a cigarette which I I had never known him to smoke a cigarette when I when I knew him he I mean like 
it, it was just like a visual right, thing, right. you know? And then um, when I knew him, he was healthy, but then he developed Alzheimer's in the last oh. um, couple <sighs> years of his life. So he was not himself when he, and he was living with them. Yeah. So something, ha- oh, the very last image was like, um, I could see him like hugging Goldie, who was Eileen's oldest daughter. And he just like grew big wings. So it oh ends, I'm God. full crying. And oh I'm like, thank goodness. you so much for trusting me with your message. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I like, you know, came out of the meditation. And I just wrote everything down as fast as I could. Cause I was like, I don't want to forget. I don't want to forget what this whole thing was. I don't know. But then I called my friend and she, is also like pretty woo and into oh thank god yeah i know <laughs> right <laughs> imagine trying to have this conversation with like your accountant <laughs> nah. Nah. poor accountants every time <laughs> yeah so, so i get her on the phone i was like this is really weird but your dad visited me and i i have a message for you did so you tell, tell her the whole that thing come twice i did <laughs> I guess I was like he told me once and I just felt too weird to tell you um but I I told her and basically what came out of that conversation we were both like bawling and trying to figure out what it all was but she said that her daughter had been having like like talking about him nonstop. And also very scared. And what we kind of interpreted was like, oh, she can see him just like I could with my grandfather. And it's scary because part of the other message was to show pictures to her of when he was young and healthy. She said he did. He did smoke cigarettes and like, you know, like. And I was like, that's the time period, maybe that you're supposed to show her pictures. I mean, she knew him. But the majority of the time she knew him, he was sick with Alzheimer's. So it it was like he wasn't really there, you know? Um, Uh. And yeah, that was the whole... And then, this is crazy too, there was a time that was probably close to a year later that they came over our house for dinner. And Goldie, who was five maybe, was like, my papa was here. (gasps) And I was like... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it's like, no, he never came here, and I, and I didn't, I was like, did she not want to talk about it, or does she maybe not remember, you know, yeah. but it was so, oh my goodness, like, I, and then I said to Eileen later, I was like, oh my god, she knows, because we had that thing, and she was like, oh my god, I didn't even think about that as right. being, like, a possibility, but. So, he was coming to his granddaughter younger, is that as why she, younger, as his younger self. Yeah, is like what a it young sounds like. Of him. That's so, what happens yeah, when I see, healthy. when I have like, I say they're like visitation dreams. When I have them of my grandfather, oh. he always starts out in like yeah. his 30s. And then as the dream goes on, he like sort of morphs into grandpa that I knew when he was older. That's what I was um, going to say. But he, yeah, yeah, he always he starts out in his 30s. He doesn't, no, he, he doesn't move his mouth. It's just like I hear him. T- 
talking yeah. when it's when it is a specific visitation dream. Like I have dreams about my grandparents other times and it's obviously just something that my brain is doing because I want to see them or whatever. But when he's actually showing up, it's a different thing. That's so cool. And I've heard before, <laughs> Sylvia Brown, I'll bring up her again. I remember Don't she used to nails. say, I know. <laughs> She used to say that everybody was like 30 when they crossed over. Oh, and I always remembered hearing that. And it's interesting now, like that I've had these dreams of my grandfather and you're saying that he was younger. I mean, I'm sure that if you can show up and do these things, you could probably decide to look however you want to. Yeah. Um, but I find it interesting that I do consistently hear oh, but they were younger. Oh, but they were younger. It wasn't yeah. like how I was used to seeing them. It's weird that you would say that. So I just watched the uh, Surviving Death show on Netflix. Joy, I know you did as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Lana, I don't know if you've seen it. It's really fascinating. Um, I will it's watch like a it. docu-series about people who have had a near-death experience and also people who have psychic experience, things like that, right? And one of the things that they were talking about is they've done a study of people who are nearing end of life and them seeing people and them seeing people who have passed over. The closer Mm -hmm. they get to death, the more frequent these visits are, the more vivid they are. And when my grandfather passed away, I remember being in his room with him at the hospice um, like a month or so before he passed. And he would suddenly start singing and smiling and laughing and having conversations with people that weren't there. And it was from when they were people that he knew when he was in the Air Force, when he was stationed in Saipan in the Second World War, which would have been around that age Mm -hmm. in his 30s. And it was like really odd. I, I... don't want to say odd but it was like at the time it was just like all I could think was was well maybe those were his happiest times even though it was traumatic being in the war but like those were his friends that he was seeing and they were welcoming him I guess but it was it would have been around that age in his 30s yeah it's a pretty consistent thing yeah yeah Yeah. that's funny I didn't really ever I don't know that I've ever really heard that yeah. But when I think about my grandfather, it's funny, I don't really remember. I just remember knowing it was him. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember what he looked like to me. You know, like I, I don't. Well, when you know. when you've seen things, too, we talked about this, like. I, I never know if I've seen something for real. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it just feels like I'm imagining or like seeing it in my head and not in front of me. So I never know, like, am I just like making up that I feel like someone's here? Like, but why is that thought popping in my head? And why am I seeing this person look this way or thinking about this place in the world or whatever it is? But like, yeah. it's a different thing than just like, oh, I'm remembering when I used to live in this other state it's Mm -hmm. it's like something is like like there like right behind my eyes like I'm seeing it before I'm seeing other things if that makes sense yeah it's like having a projector screen in the back of your brain and it's like the projector screen so you're not seeing it like IRL 
<laughs> or whatever, <laughs> you're seeing it on this projector screen in your head. And so it's not here in front of you, but it's in here. Yeah. So, I had you know, one yeah. like spooky ghost Ooh. Yeah. that it wasn't even spooky and I actually was so angry at myself for not um I was angry at myself for getting afraid <laughs> so I was at my brother's in New Jersey I was super pregnant like maybe how, whatever the latest you can fly maybe seven months <laughs> uh really pushing it <laughs> yeah and uh and I got up to use the bathroom at like five and I walked back into this room and they had like a, um, like a printer in the corner of the room mm-hmm. and the printer came on and it was like, it like illuminated the area in front of it. And then I saw like a young girl in a like nightgown just kind of floating. And I was like, no. No, this, no, no, this no, no, is, no, 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 that's not real. That's not real. That's not real. And then I walked kind of towards it and then got under the covers and just was like under. <laughs> and this is making me very happy because <laughs> I react the same way. Yeah, no, same. Same. It was so it's scary. okay. And then she just like could sense that I was not ready for her. And just like backed out of the wall in the room. And just, like, oh my God. They're like having a heart attack, being like, that didn't happen. That wasn't real. That wasn't. And my mom was there and she was downstairs and she said, something weird happened. Like, the, I wonder if she remembers. It was like something woke her. Mm-hmm. And she said it was like freezing cold. <laughs> And she just was like, got like a weird, and it was summer and she got like the weird feeling. Oh no, it wouldn't have been summer, but it was, it wasn't cold in the room. Like Mm -hmm. it's a heated house. I I don't know. It just was like, and it was the exact same time that that happened. Because I told her and I was like, this thing happened. And she's very pragmatic and scientific and not a ghost person. And she's like, something weird happened today. (laughs) What did your brother say? I was like, did someone die here? <laughs> he was like, not that I know of. I was like, so there's he a ghost. Hasn't, he hasn't had her come and say hi? It was just you? No, just me. And I was like, maybe because I was she pregnant. Was, uh, yeah, I was golfing. just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. You were like, oh, she's obviously like a mom or like about to be. And maybe it's safe for me to like show myself to this person. Maybe she can help me. Like I can feel that she's in touch with this kind of thing. She picked the wrong lady. One situation in my old house, it was a rental, where my daughter was like having a really hard time falling asleep and she kept coming in. She's like, I want to sleep in here. And I had to lay with her. And it was like all night back and forth, which usually she, I mean, she wasn't a great sleeper, but she was usually just hard to get to bed initially, like not throughout the night. Mm -hmm. So she comes running into the room and she's like, I'm scared. I'm scared. I was like, you're fine. I went back. I laid with her. And then at like three in the morning. Hmm. Surprise. Uh, I heard, yeah, I heard like, hey, Alana, like someone 
a man's voice clearly yell. And then my daughter comes running into the room and I was like, did you hear that? And she's like, yeah. Oh no. Fuck. So then I (laughs) light a bunch of sage. I was like, go to the room. I made my husband get up and go with her because I was so freaked out. And I was like, this is not a person. There's a fucking like ghost who knows my name (laughs) screaming around. I was like, you know, I need to talk to you. (laughs) (laughs) And it was during, it was kind of during that time where I was like, really in touch and I was like if you want to come and talk to me you have to come during my meditation you are not welcome to come right like I just right holy shit did like, you ever find you out deal? who it was do you it never happened maybe they again. were embarrassed because of their terrible manners <laughs> seriously <laughs> manners no scheduling middle this of the night everybody's freaking sleeping waking the baby like come on no you what, you, you think a mom is going to talk to you after you scared her kid get the fuck out of here <laughs> No. If you have a scary story of your own that when you listen to us, you think, oh, I should send my stuff in, email us at theresidualspodcast at gmail.com. We also have Instagram, the underscore residuals underscore podcast. And I think we have a Twitter too, don't we, Joy? We do. We definitely have a Twitter. It is at the residuals pod just that pod just that drop the cast for twitter we look forward to hearing from you yeah should we get back to the show oh heck yeah all right all right okay so kate told us about one she mentioned one incident that happened when you were in a public place at at some kind of event or something and lots of dead people came at you oh that you went oh to gosh, a reading yeah. or something i forgot right? all about that that's so funny <laughs> i'm like what um so that <laughs> this was also during that time oh so weird so we went to see like a psychic medium show do you remember who it was um flora or uh, miss floor yeah. Was it that one? That was Adam the one that Kate Poole? was talking about. Yeah, yeah. So, so again, this was like pretty. All this is all within the same like six months <laughs> that like my meditation game was up. Um, and she was like, "You want to come to this thing?" I was like, "Sure, yeah." I've never seen that, and um, we're watching. And I was like, "This is so weird." And then all of a sudden, like. <sighs> Like the first couple of people, I didn't feel anything, nothing happened. And then she's doing, she's doing one. She's like, I see it's a guy, it's a man. He's, and I'm like, weirdly seeing what she's seeing, like right before she says what she's saying. <gasps> so she's like, it's a young man. He's very physically active. And I'd see him like, kind of like doing push ups on the ground before she says oh that, my- you know, like just like, yeah so weird it it happened like with three different like visitors where I was like seeing the people before she was saying what she was seeing so I was like holy shit (laughs) and it would be like weird different details and like kind of seeing them but kind of just like imagine it was it, it was such a weird like I was like, oh, I understand now the way she's talking about it because, or like, 
you know, they just kind of like talk all over the place. Yeah. Right. Like so they'll see like images and they'll say, I'm getting this because they're doing push-ups. Like they're, they're right. signaling to me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, cause I was like, I wonder. And then that happened. And I can't remember. I wish I remembered it more. I just remember it was like three different individual dead people that I like saw as she was seeing them. And I left there and I was like, I feel like I just like run a marathon. Like my whole mm-hmm. body was exhausted. Yeah. I I was so like, that was so weird. And I felt weird telling Kate because I was like, you know, like we were friends, like preschool mom friends. And I was yeah. like, so that was a weird experience <laughs> for me. <laughs> I'm going to tell you something. We're going to level up our relationship right now, or we're not going to have one after this. I'm it's going to go a psychic medium. <laughs> this was my first experience. Just um, so you know, but- Kate, this woman is not full of shit. The psychic <laughs> is telling the truth. <laughs> they were all there. Um, the old lady in the green dress, she was crazy. Um, oh no, but like, I think ultimately what I really do think about all of this stuff is like everybody has this ability to like connect with the spiritual world in some way and and you can work on it and really hone it and I think for me that's like meditating getting in touch with like nature and feeling Mm -hmm. connected to the planet and like where we are in the solar system and like feeling my presence in a physical way that like I don't ever do because I'm so fucking busy and tired and working and live in society and it's not you know um but you can cultivate that and work at it and you know do those things to help build it up it's it's like a practice like anything else and I mean I think she teaches classes and they have a similar, you know, she has a similar, like, thought or whatever on all of it that, like, yeah, anybody can do this. You just have to, like, learn how to do it. Because right, yeah. I was like, how, I walked out of there, I was like, how the fuck does she do that for people all day? Exhausting, like, <laughs> exhausting, yeah, yeah. How would you even be able to live a life? Like, it just seems so mind-blowing, but I think, you know, you you learn ways. And then later I started working with a shamanic healer in Los Angeles. I mean, I went oh, full LA went and full she, boogie. Mm-hmm. Nice. and she's incredible too. And it's the same kind of thing that you're like taking these journeys and, and interpreting the meaning of them. And it's kind of like understanding yourself and your present life versus what's happened before. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, man. Have you ever sensed? I keep thinking about holistic healing. Like mm-hmm. when you're doing this, have you ever like? I don't know, like picked up on things with people if they're not well, or I don't know why I keep thinking of holistic healing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, with that. LA shaman lady uh I did a workshop that was like partner up and and do like a guided scan or whatever 
and you just kind of have it's it's called journeying so you like listen to a drum and you like go into this place and whatever so we write our things down and I remember one that I did I was like I, I there's like reproductive problems and something about iodine I don't know what that is is that a uh, and she was like, I have been, I literally was Googling it this morning. Oh my God. <laughs> like, I'm not even <laughs> sure what it is. Like, I, <laughs> it's such a weird specific thing. And she was like, yeah, I have, I'm having like, um, issues and I've been to like various gynecologists and I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Like she wasn't ovulating and like all this weird stuff. And I'm like, Holy that's shit. amazing yeah and and someone did one for me and like basically we saw the exact same like journey where like I went to a pyramid and went to the top and there was an eagle but in hers it was a hawk but it was like the same oh my god like, how is that possible oh my god yeah holy shit that's insane I want to do one of these but I also don't I can't. I'm so like on the fence all the time. I'm so scared. It just comes down to me being like scared, but also I'm just such a skeptic that I don't. Every time I think something is happening, I go, hang on. It can't be real. So I will totally give you the person's name is uh, Sarah Finley, the shaman. Mm -hmm. But I had a crazy. So going to her I mean I wish I could go to her now I I would like to go back to her but like it's like intense therapy very quickly because you're dealing with this like weird metaphysical shit like she I worked with her a bunch of times and one of the last times she removed a, a curse that had been put on me what so <laughs> was it from the women who thought you were moving out of your parking spot too slowly? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I mean I've cursed powerful, a lot of people no. then if it was <laughs> Yeah, right. No, so this so oh this is kind of intense. Are you guys I'm ready. I've got my okay. cup of water. I just took another pillow. sip of Sambuca, so I'm good. Let's, Let's do, this. do so you're this. good to go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my father is um we don't talk at all. He doesn't talk to me because I didn't marry a Jew, but I think most of his stuff is like, he's Israeli and he was in the military really young and he was a tank commander during the 67 war. And he just like, Oh, wow. Oh, it was a lot of stuff. So, mm -hmm. um, we've talked about him before, but we didn't, we haven't, we hadn't really gotten into it. And I, I, did a session with her that was like a great session and at the end of it she was like there's something weird going on with you there's something I want to like the next time you come we're gonna work on this specific thing like it's like a blockage or something and I was like okay so we do the journey and the vision that I get is super fucking dark and it's that my dad so, oh, this is, well, here, I'll tell you this part first. So the vision is that my dad goes to Egypt and no, it was like, oh my God, I wish I could remember the visual part of it. 
basically what came out of it is like my dad killed someone in the military which he did he killed a a lot of people as a tank commander and one of the egyptian people when my dad went to egypt like found him like a dead person and put a curse on him and what's crazy is so she has basically a very similar she she does a clearing where she's like uning, using tuning forks and stuff and in the beginning she was like dropping shit and I was like I wonder what's happening but like still under and just like meditating or whatever during the journey and when we came out of it she was like that was so intense and strong and like she's like I don't know if you heard but like my tools fell out of my hand like something was like fighting me so my aunt told me when I lived in Israel when I was like 20 years old that my dad went to Egypt and lost all his luck when he and my when I was like first born what oh my gosh and I was like what do you mean and she's like he came and I knew that he had like come gone home to Israel he like took a trip by himself when I was a baby and um soon after that my mom and him split up like things were bad before that but he came back and it was like really bad so my aunt was and and there's like a language barrier because my Hebrew wasn't great and but that was what she said he went to Egypt he lost all all of his luck wow and I always was like weird so in this vision you know this guy puts a curse on him and I told Sarah this and she had like basically the same vision of like this guy putting a curse on but she said when she was trying to remove it the Egyptian guy was like I can't do it because she's not um royalty and I was like that's crazy because I'm like a double Kohanim which is like high priest on both sides and I was like I wonder if there's like racism (laughs) you know like the Egyptians even though I don't know it was such a bizarre he was like I can't work on her and he was she was like okay well we'll work with somebody else to help to help remove those curse crazy oh my goodness so she was like this is something that attached you but she's like why didn't you tell me the thing about your dad and I was like I didn't I haven't thought about that in 20 years like dad how would it be applicable to you well she said when it when he came back because I was so little maybe it was like it stuck on me somehow because I was so vulnerable, like such a weird. Well, and if you're very attuned also, right. Right. You might've picked up on it on just sort of like a subconscious level. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. speculating, but you know, I don't know, but it was super intense and she helped peel this thing. And like visually it looked like black tar, like coming off of the inside of when, my body. When did this happen? This was, Let's see. I wasn't pregnant yet. This was right before I was pregnant. So, so like two, three years ago, maybe. When did you do the class where you did the journeys with each other and you both saw like the pyramid thing? I did that before. I did the pyramid journeys before the. Oh yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of like. Egypt centric stuff yeah. and if one is a hawk and what I mean I I my oh yes I'm wondering like the symbology of hawk and eagle 
because I know that's very specific in Egypt in ancient Egyptian um, religion and culture. I actually just got my 23 and me back and I'm like three or 4% Egyptian, which I never knew. This is amazing. "Mm." Yeah. (laughs) Those are the things that I, I, when I was a kid, I was like, Oh my God, if I had a past life, it was in fucking Egypt. Like I have been obsessed with Egypt since I was a little kid. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty amazing. I was so excited. <laughs> when oh my I got God. My, my thing back. Because I thought so I was going to be like, yeah, it's so weird. Yeah, Ancestry, so. I had, um, I did the National Geographic, the genographic oh, thing. Yeah. And I also did um, Ancestry. And Ancestry is constantly like updating their stuff. So like this last update, it went from like, oh yeah, you're like crazy English and Irish and all the issues. It's like, no, 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 you're really like almost 40% Scottish. (laughs) Just like out of nowhere. Oh, how funny. It's interesting to see how they're changing their parameters with the the more people that get tested. Um, But, man, like the the pyramid seeing that i yeah are you looking it up librarian is that what you're doing yeah sorry (laughs) the eagles were considered the protector of the pharaoh her extended wings always appeared as a side uh, as a sign of protection but a hawk is different Mm -hmm. let me find hawk is that seth brb set i think (laughs) seth i can't i don't know if i'm saying it right but a hawk is a different it's so interesting. And like, the hawk you know, the God of the sky, it's a symbol of divine kingship and the protector of the one who is ruling. So both That's of those so have to do with kings and royalty, which. Royalty and you said on both other. sides, yeah. right? And so well, yeah, the high priest right? on both sides, but one it's is, funny that her guide was like, I only work with royalty. And then I was like, it's weird. Cause in my lineage, it is, it is like the highest. Yeah. So the hawk yeah. is protecting from overhead and the eagle yeah. is protecting from with them and and protecting with their wings around them. You know, so this discussion is making sides. me want to get back into my my practice of things. This is do it do. and explain to me how to do it. <laughs> like Joy refers to, to our show as ghost therapy. This is what ends up happening. We talk about shit and then as you talk about it with other people and you get there's an outside you know unbiased mm-hmm. set of ears listening yeah you know you're able to come to realizations about stuff i like, really you're, want you she's... to stop meditating again so we can hear some of the shit <laughs> right that but I mean, very plainly from the beginning, you have to be like, no one's yelling my name in the middle of the night. Right. No one's waking up my kids. <laughs> right. That is an automatic no disqualification. Yeah. And you get yeah. bounced, banned forever from my meditation circle if you mess with my kids. <laughs> yes, <it's laughs> yeah, it's hard because I have a second now. So I'm like, oh, it'll come for us. No. Um, but yeah, well, I think I think it's time. I've been like, because it makes, I, I am like, all around happier and better and more present which is funny because it's like getting in touch with the the spiritual aspects that are not this present life but somehow it grounds me in a way that like makes me feel so much better to to have that that be in touch with that instead of just being like uh 
for a long time. Right. If this, if this year of being as close to a shut-in as I have ever been, mm-hmm. um, if it's really reinforced something with me, it's that I require a lot of alone time to feel mentally like stable and okay to like multitask Mm -hmm. and be at the helm of like the house and take care of everything and everyone in it and we've talked Emily and I have talked in the past about um my empathic tendencies and how like when I lived in New York I would really need to like close shit off because I feel like you know, walking through Grand Central, I would walk through and be like, that person's going to do this. They're going to a funeral. They're going to like cheat on their whoever. Like I'd get pinged with all these weird emotions mm-hmm. and not being able to like, just get away from stuff this last year has been so hard. So brutal. And I wonder if a lot of that is why like, is the TV turning on now? Because I haven't been able to like clear shit out. And and there's just a lot of question marks that I have. So I would like to do some sort of, I don't know, meditation or practice or something without it being a very religiously bound thing, because that's not my bag. I just need to like, I don't know. I just need to like ground myself and make sure that like, I'm good. And right now I feel like a fucking crazy person because I just can't get a handle on things. There's definitely guided meditations. I feel like that's the best way to kind of get back into it. Mm-hmm. Like I bet on YouTube, you could probably find like, just look up guided meditation, free guided meditation and see yeah. what has good ratings. Um, but for me, that's a good way to just kind of like get back in. Cause it's, it is hard when I think that I used to like sit for an hour straight and meditate. I'm like, how the fuck did I do that like I couldn't mm-hmm. do five minutes right now without um some kind of guided something like and and you have to work your way to that like it is it is hard to silence your mind especially now. yeah like I can't I can't I don't have time to like send a complete text at one moment right it sounds like <laughs> it's like yeah. no time yeah um I and I only time I'm able to do that is when I'm in the in-between of sleep like I've had I've told Joy this I that's the only time I start to like uh, pick up on things mm-hmm. oh yeah that's like, your spot that's my spot which I guess would be a meditative state but yeah then before I'm able to explore it I'm asleep <laughs> right but like, I think I have, brainwaves wise it's yeah, the same place yeah I have really bad insomnia and so it's like and I've got Joy and I both have really fucked up backs and so mine's been really bad oh, yeah. recently so I've been taking mm. ibuprofen PM just so I can get comfortable to go to sleep so now with that it's like when I'm in that in between I'm like oh this is cool I'm starting to see <laughs> <laughs> Can you just like sleep with a pen in your hand and just yeah, or, exactly. or a phone yeah. and record it yeah well like I had this crazy one uh last year where like my husband and I have been talking for a while about maybe moving like up because his family's in in BC and his mm-hmm. mom is in poor health so we've been talking about moving mm-hmm. um up Oregon way Washington State 
and I was in an in-between spot and I had this really fucking clear as day. I was in a bedroom in an old craftsman style and it was raining outside and I could see where the doorway was, the paint color, the archway. There was a patio, like a little uh, seating area outside the bedroom and there were oh, trees you're totally going to live there trees all around and there was a really cool little like seating area it was covered and I was sitting out there having a cup of tea with my kid but she was like early teenage she was like a tween but it's like one minute yeah like I'm I'm sitting on the end of the bed and I can see everything and then next thing I know I'm out there and I'm just having a cup of tea with my kid talking and it's raining and we're surrounded by trees that aren't like LA trees I, I drew a picture of it I drew a picture of it and it's like that's it was amazing clear as day. like I could see the banister for the staircase going down outside the bedroom like it was I was there wow. it was very strange very strange that's amazing yeah hold on to that picture I yeah I'm going to do well you'll have to you'll have to keep us updated about any new things that happen unless there's other stuff that you want to talk about uh, are yes. there other things that have happened or you, know, well, you said that your family has has a history with tarot and stuff like that do you do that yeah. stuff I you know I've like when I was about 15 my dad was like you have to learn this it's, you have a gift and all this stuff and I was like angry at him so I didn't you know <laughs> fuck you dad I'm not gonna learn the tarot fuck you um and I I a couple years later I started to like try like kind of mess around with it I remember I called like an 800 number (laughs) from a magazine that was like if you are a tarot reader or wanting a tarot reading call this number so I called as a reader and I just was giving someone a reading like with the book you know like flipping through oh my gosh flipping through but I basically told this woman she I thought she was pregnant and she burst out crying and was like I think I might be pregnant. And I was like, oh my god! And I was, <laughs> oh my <laughs> I was just god. like reading. You know, I was I had no idea what I was doing, but I was like, I think that's what this means. I don't know. Um, Holy shit! And I, oh, I that poor woman, but also that's so good. That is <laughs> exactly. really good. I should have stayed in touch. Um, <laughs> so funny but so yeah I think you know I think that's the same as all the other stuff it's like if you practice it and work on it yeah you get better and better um particularly with the tarot stuff but like yeah the people in our lineage that I've been told I mean I wish I spoke to my dad because he probably knows a lot more of the stuff than than I do but my cousins when I was in Israel told me some of it too that like the Pinto that lineage was basically like advisors to kings in Spain and stuff, and they would wow, yeah, they were that's you know, wild. Them, so is that your secrets. dad's side of the family? Yeah. So mm-hmm. is it just your dad's side of the family that has all of this stuff, and not your mom's? Not my mom's. I mean, they're just like artists, you know, poets, and <laughs> no, no weird spiritual stuff. Just Everyone like artists and poets. It's nothing like interesting. <laughs> but like, I mean, those are the only people I find interesting, but the yeah. majority of people are not, you know, not like that and all very like scientific and would be like, mm. no, no. Although my uncle, who is the smartest fucking man I've ever met, uh, lives in this old 
house in Connecticut from 1802 that like he has restored over the years. It's just his hobby. He's just a single man. He has no kids and that is a so dream hard. of mine. Yeah. I cannot be wait a to be a man with no kids. <laughs> that also. Yes. Okay. Yes. Double dream. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he swears that there was a night he saw a ghost and like Well, I would think so. That place is right? ancient. Growing up in Connecticut, living in Rhode Island for so long, the weird shit that happened to me in Rhode Island, like the weird stuff that happened in New York, just the whole <laughs> like coastline. It's just mm-hmm. Oh, sure I mean, but so it's much happened coast. on the coastline. I yeah. mean, the people that yeah. came, the people that left, the people that were brought here against their will, the people that mm-hmm. were trying to get here and never made it here. I mean, mm-hmm. there's just so much emotion tacked on. Yeah. And then, I mean, if you go back you know, for so many years, people thought no one was here before Europeans, yeah. like right. before Columbus or before that. And it's like, nah, dude, like the Vikings made their way across here. Like yeah. there's, there was evidence of like the Chinese landing um, in California on the West coast, like hundreds of years before anybody thought anybody was yeah. doing anything like overseas. So there's just stuff that we don't know about too. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh. And also we're just like on this tiny spinning ball in the middle of a gigantic. Don't, don't because when I start to think about that, I start to legitimately lose my shit. It's like when I start to think about, I remember being a kid and laying in bed thinking about my eyeballs and being like, wait, how do I know that what I'm seeing is actually what I'm seeing? How do my eyeballs work? Am I Don't actually- do it, Em. Am Don't I here? <laughs> Am I a person? Is this a dream? What What is this that I'm mm-hmm. in right now? Today, um, I started thinking about how colors aren't really colors. It's just how we interpret different bits of light. And I was like in Enzo's room looking at all the fucking toys. And I was like, none of this is real. Right. These colors oh don't exist. <laughs> oh, my God. So at the beginning of the pandemic lockdown, we started doing a gratitude at the end of it because we needed to find something in the shit show dumpster fire of everything alana you get to go first um i mean i i am very grateful for our health i am not taking this for granted there there are so many people that have struggled so i I am very grateful that we, for the most part, have stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. Joy. I'm grateful that um, even though I don't have alone time and I don't really have like downtime, my husband and I have arranged that Saturdays are now like the day that I can work and he will just be on parenting duties. So I might have stared at a screen all day and edited and like gotten some stuff done, but I didn't have to stop in the middle of it to get like 800 snacks and to, you know, do schoolwork and play Legos and whatever, which I love doing. I just need a break sometimes. Um, So I'm thankful that I got to use my whole brain to do like one task for most of the day. That was nice. (laughs) That makes me so happy for you. Listen, I... My gratitude is seeing if people being affectionate and loving to each other in Washington, D.C. in the White House. People being tactile, openly 
tactile and affectionate with each other. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much I'd missed that and how much I needed to see that. Um, it was absolutely wonderful having you here. This was like one of the most exciting Saturday nights I've had in nine months. So oh God, thank so you sorry. guys. <laughs> yeah, it's been hard. Life's been hard, guys. I know. I know. <laughs> no, this is, this was really nice. It was so nice to talk to you guys. Oh, yay. Thank you. It was super yay. cool. I am. I'm going to be thinking about this stuff for a while. <laughs> I'm actually like, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking maybe I should meditate for the next yeah. hour or so right. instead of yeah. watching Dateline. I'll probably watch Dateline. I'm going to probably watch Ted Lasso, but I'll <gasps> think about meditating. Oh my God. I binged it and I was so sad when it ended, but then I, I know I'm out. five in. Oh my God. They just started filming season two and it's been Good. picked up for another two seasons. So we got three seasons of that. Good. I don't know what you're talking about. You, it's you, a show. It's a show. It's worth it. It's a thing. I don't know things. I'm sorry. Whatevs. It's fine. Um, my other cat is chasing a ghost. Come here. Do you, what's going on? Listen, you ever, you, you can't, yeah, but after the last like hour, you can't say that so nonchalantly. Like, I'm like, <laughs> what are you seeing fine. in your living room, Alana? <laughs> Who knows what will come? Well, it was lovely having you. Thank you, guys. Um, stay safe. Sage your sofa. Yes. Put out your post-Malone Crocs <laughs> under a full moon. Um, and don't be afraid of the dark. But I will. Bye. Bye. a mom is going to talk to you after you scared her kid get the fuck out of here no